Korath, for a moment, really masters himself. And even though he's beginning to feel the effects of not having oxygen, he has this moment of clarity, and he runs forward. And he turns a bend on the right and finds himself at this archway. You're still inside the labyrinth. Okay. He find, he's in front of an archway. Yeah, he, he goes through it. He, yeah, goes, he, he goes, goes through it! it. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he feels the cool air on his face and knows that <gasps> he can breathe again. And the others follow suit. Yay! <gasps> I kind of look at my wrist and then I walk through as like my time comes up. <laughs> <laughs> and I take a deep breath and I say, well, that was a good exercise. <laughs> Cool. Eat this guy. You're welcome. <laughs> you see in front of you many large white pillars of marble in the distance, maybe two, three hundred feet away. And you see things flying about. Bird people? Nah. Okay. Morgan. Perception check. 24. 18. Doesn't matter. 12. 12. They look like eagles. But they're real big. Would you big say giants? I would say giants. <gasps> Uh-oh. Some of them are perched on these pillars. The tops of some pillars, you see giant nests. Do I know anything about giant eagles to know if they're aggressive or not aggressive towards people who may be intruding on their lands? Roll me some kind of check. I want to roll check. a nature check. Wait, can I do a history so they come from the woods? Nope. Fifteen. You know that giant eagles are, you know, apart from when they're like hunting and stuff, are generally peaceful, and if approached correctly, will not murder randomly. Korath bows. Wait, is that? Or do any of them? Do any of them know? Like, have they? Like, any of them looked at us yet? Um. Yeah, you might see one or two heads, kind of just like. Did- Begin focusing on you. Did Lord Lamar share that information with everybody? If we don't anger them, we may make it out of here alive. Hey, oh, uh, guys, they're pretty big. We should probably bow. Remember that hint? Hinty McHint hint from that. Brinley's gonna Duke. get into a bow and start slowly moving forward. And gonna say, This is really gonna hurt my back tomorrow. <laughs> Better than better your back than your entire body getting ripped apart. All right, you got me there. I bow. Likewise. Uh, yeah, no, was, yeah. So at that moment, a giant eagle flies kind of coming from behind you guys and really like close, you know, like 15 feet above you. So like, and you're a little startled by it and it turns and it circles back, and it lands with a thud only several feet in front of you. And it opens up its wings majestically. And it flaps a few times. Holy crap. Do you continue to bow? Really, it's going to stop moving forward, but continue to bow. The giant eagle folds its wings behind itself, and then just kind of tilts its head down towards the ground in a bow. And then looks, lifts its head back up and looks at you inquisitively. 
Uh, Korath continues, continues his, he's still kind of like leaning downward, but he lifts his head up and he is going to use, uh, speak with animals. Okay. And I hope that I feel really stupid if they speak common. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That moment. Oh, I don't need to roll. I'm just using it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, Korath says, Great eagles, we mean not to intrude on your in your in your home. We seek to secure the earth cage and secure the earth cage. <laughs> in words only Korath can understand. Then uh, just squawking that whole time. Yes, yeah, he's, he's cacawing. <laughs> squawk, squawk, <laughs> squawk, squawk. I'm picturing Kronk speaking squirrel. <laughs> squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeak. <laughs> the squawk, squawk, squawk. The eagle, in words that only Korath can understand, says, "Then, then come, mighty warriors," and he lets out a. To the sky, which you hear as the word brothers, and three eagles land in front of you, and three more begin circling around you overhead. Where are my eagles? <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, Korath, Korath just looks at his looks at his companion and say, "Be cool, guys." But we're good. <laughs> Let's move. I, I kind of wish he just didn't say anything. And just walk, uh, walks over to the other eagle. One of the other eagles in thousand. And they kind of like, <laughs> kind of like lower a wing too. To like let you climb up. Because they're, okay. they're big eagles. If my folks could see me now. Jerks. I hop on. So Windark climbs up. He's on the back of an eagle. I, and begins to flap and kick off the ground. Um, Korath so gets cool. onto the eagle that he was talking to. Sure. Okay. Brimley looks around and says, I might need a boost. His wing's down on the ground. All right. I didn't want to, like, crumple his feathers. When you get on his wing, he gives, like, a like quick, a little flick. like, flap up. And, and you kind of just, like, flop up onto his back. All right. I'm up on there. And you somehow find, like, you you don't find it hard to hold on. You know, like, you don't, like, you don't even feel like you have to, like, be, like, grabbing onto the feathers or anything to hold on. You just feel like you just naturally just kind of, like, fit. And that it's just, that it's just easy to ride. I feel like uh, Lord Thamar would kind of feel like this childish wonder. Uh, he hasn't been around like animals this majestic since he was like in his home, mm. like land. So he kind of like walks up to the eagle and kind of like with the back of his hand, kind of like follows along the feathers that goes towards the wing and then gets on and like is like pretty not <laughs> stoked, but like this is great. Does he, <laughs> does he smile? Do we see a smile? I mean, you guys, no. They We're already in the air. We're in the air. <laughs> I smile. We missed this moment. Darn. Whoa. This magic moment. And the eagles take off. They had a really great career, I gotta say. <laughs> and they, you fly and you soar and you feel the wind in your face like never before. Like, you remember that feeling of like when you turned into the air and it was like this peacefulness? This is different. There's a lot of, there's a lot of the positives you don't feel as if like the negatives are just gone, you know, like, like before when you, when you became the wind, you just, you, you weren't even cognitive of those negatives. At this point, like you, you, the positive is just so overwhelming. This, this feeling of joy over, overflowing in your hearts that even though you're still aware of this thing that you know is like coming, this threat to the material world, like the positives outweigh that. 
And so it's, it's, it's almost an even better feeling. Like it's not just that the problems are gone, but you know that even though they're there, like you've, you've just got this. Is it so invigorating that we would feel rested again? No. (laughs) I will. In the time that it takes you to fly from where you're going, I would have let you take a short rest, but you haven't fought anything. So you haven't lost any HP. So I I rolled one of my portents, which is why I was asking. No. Okay. Sorry. Cool. And so you fly and you soar over more and more of these meteoroids and, and you see larger ones with, you know, the cities of white towers, similar to the one that you had come from. And you begin to fly higher and higher and upward and upward. And as you get higher and higher, you see thunderclouds, dark gray clouds with flashes of like this purple white lightning and just, you know, more and more the higher and higher you go. And eventually the Eagles fly towards this one kind of small rock and they land with a thud and you, you find yourself on a, on a rock and the only thing on it is a large brown stone cube with a single doorway. Well, this looks, this is kind of familiar. (laughs) Is it familiar? Well, (laughs) it's, it's like reminiscent of the sleeping stone kind of, you know, just another shape here (laughs) floating. (laughs) Yes, shapes. <laughs> different things mean different like, things. I feel like that's Korath like trying to be smart in the group. He's like, yes, shapes. <laughs> I walk towards the cube. Okay. Well, I dismount the eagle. Okay. When you dismount, it kicks off. It begins to fly. And it, it begins to kind of like circle the island before Korath steps off his eagle. He, he leans, he, he kind of leans in a little closer to the ear and he, um, and he says, uh, thank you very much. Mighty Raptor of the sky. Is there any warning on what we might experience in here? He says to you as he kind of nudges you off. No, (laughs) we eagles do not come to this place. No one comes to this place. Korath bows as it flies away. He bows to you and flies away. The other two kind of kick you guys off, by the way. Sure, sure. You can't talk to them. And they all, the eagles, they soar off. And Lorthamar is the only one who thinks to himself, how are we going to get home? Okay, I'd like to say I think that as I'm like, I don't know, that's still still childish wonders, like watching them fly away. It's just like... (laughs) And then it dawns on you. How how are we going to get home? (laughs) (laughs) All right, just walk towards the cube. Did, did, yeah, did, did, wait, did... No, I didn't say that. Okay. Okay. Wait, why, wait, why, what was the reason? Just because of his passive... He just, he just gave me that. Oh, okay. Decided that I would think that. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. We'll get, we'll cross that road when we get to it, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah, Earth, Earth, cube thing. Okay. Is this like a, like a big cube that we walk into or a little cube that I like put my hand into? Oh, it's a big cube. Oh, okay. Big cube. So, yeah, I'm There's just gonna a door. Walk, I'm going to walk into the cube. All right. Well, before you get to the door, so it's, it's very raw. It's a, like a cube of solid rock. And the, the doorway is less of a door and more of a rectangle just sliced out of the rock. And blocking the doorway are almost like iron bars, but instead of being made of iron, they're made of like crystal. So there are crystal bars blocking the way So left and right are these not, not like pedestals, but these like earthen 
columns that come about three feet high. And above the one on the right is floating a small, uh, almost like white marble sphere. And above the one on the left, there is not. I look around to see if there's a small marble sphere laying around. Roll a perception check. 20. You see kind of kicked off to the side on the ground, covered in dirt, a small white marble sphere. I pick it up and I put it on the pedestal. As you put it on the pedestal, the ice, uh, ice crystals, the crystal bars begin to slide down into the earth. And the way is before you. Window walks through. Korath follows. Walk through. Following. Okay. So you step into the earth cube. In front of you, you see a, uh, you, you find yourself on kind of a small, almost like bridge leading out into kind of a platform in the middle of a room. The area that you're elevated from, because again, you're on like kind of like a bridge in this elevated platform. Uh, below, a few feet down, is what appears to be mud. In the center is, uh, in the center of that platform is a uh, statue, and I will describe it in a second. Yes. <laughs> yes. Take a picture, please. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm surprised those weren't. Have no. Oh, put them back. Oh, oh wait, I know who it's going to be. It's Earth. Yes. As you step in, you see a statue on the center platform. A few things happen. If you look up, everyone just looked up. Yes. You see the same crystal bars going across, almost like fencing off the upper part of the room. And those crystal bars cross both vertically and horizontally. So they're a checkerboard of bars. Oh, okay. And it's creating a cage, essentially blocking off the upper part of the room. In the upper part of the room, you see, and this is what you now realize has been, is lighting the room, is this swirling ball of goldish brown energy. And you see pieces of it kind of break off and they resemble chunks of like gem, but you know it's made of energy and they kind of form back into it and it breaks off and it forms back into it. It breaks off and it forms back into it. And you... Korath looks at his tattoo. You believe... What tattoo? Oh, the ones... The, uh, the magic tattoos. Oh, the, your uh, magic Martian. tattoos. I forgot about those. Thanks for reminding me. That's really cool. Your magic tattoos are glowing. Like the amount they've been glowing before? Or no, like the brightest they've ever glown. Glowed. Uh, I don't know what the like word is. Shining through my boot. Yep. My, yeah, glowing. My bandage. And I think we're in the place. <laughs> so you see the a statue and you hear behind you crystal bars retaking their place blocking the entry of the door. Oh crap. Okay. The statue in front of happen. you. I'm using a little Bulbasaur mini. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look like a Bulbasaur. Oh man. It's sorry. A, it's a polygonic <laughs> Bulbasaur. Sorry. It looks like a Venusaur. <laughs> he or it is a vaguely man-shaped man-shaped object. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's he's a man-shaped 
statue appearing to be made of shining silver metal. His arms appear to be blades. And they're crossed across his chest, and he's kneeling on one knee, and his head is bowed. That's the figure you see in front of you. Can we identify the metal if I do a... Sure. Is he really big? He's real big. I bow. Likewise. (laughs) I don't bow to this. I'm going to roll an intelligence check just to see if I can recognize anything about it. Okay. I travel. That's a 19. Oh, sorry. 20. It's a 20. You notice, you know the metal to be not of the material world. You don't recognize it. But I know that, like... You have this vague inkling in your mind that he's a guardian of sorts. What about? After taking that in. Everyone else bowed, so I guess Korath will bow. Okay. <laughs> that you're going to somehow try and balance the book <laughs> on the top of your... That'd be impressive. <laughs> I would have... So I would have bowed. bowed. I would have bowed. <laughs> <laughs> Bow to me. DM stacking. Sword of one of one. Okay, so there are four four people bowing in front of a statue. Okay. Nothing happens. Statue. I cut my hand and I rub it on its face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Korath uh, says, "We seek to secure this prison." He says that. Just says that to the to the statue. The everything. Around <laughs> the statue's head begins to kind of <laughs> creak up and look at you all creepy like. Good. <laughs> I use lightning breath. <laughs> no. 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 No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> um think Brimley's gonna look at it. Oh man. I'm just gonna look at it. Just gonna <laughs> look at it. No, um <clears throat> and he's gonna say we are here to make sure nothing bad happens to anyone anywhere else. We wish to save the realm. <laughs> and then he makes, <laughs> that he makes a face. face. <laughs> you hear a voice in your heads. And he says, it says, I have very strict orders. What are your orders? Kill all who enter this place. I use lightning breath. No, don't do that. You can. And then roll for initiative. You are so charismatic. Why do you try to attack everything? Because he's going to try and kill us. Yeah, he's... We can try to reason. Nah. No reasoning with vengeful ghosts. He's, he's, he's literally just a guardian spirit. Don't this nego- is it. We don't negotiate with poltergeists. I got an eight. Eleven. Eighteen. I didn't write any of that crap down, so eight, we're going to start at Windar again. Eight. Windar has an eight. Eleven million. Eleven for Korath. Eleven D million. <laughs> Ooh, get oh, it right. Man, that would have been better. Um, Eighteen. Eighteen for Brimbles. Twenty-one. Twenty-one for know. Lorthamar. Hmm? And I know it was going to be like a tw- like <laughs> dumb high number. Up. 40, 40-20. I, I somehow rolled a 40-sided dice and I got a 40. Remember that one time that Owen's goal was to roll over a 40 on a skill check? And then I did it before he did it. Yeah. Shut up. Shut your mouth. The way this is going to go down is 
You weren't really sneaking on it. We kill it. I um, mean, hopefully. That's it. That, that, that's it. We're, we we decided. We're done. <laughs> so before I say this thing I'm about to say, I'm gonna let Windar do a lightning breath on it, and then we'll we'll kick in at initiative. Okay. Um, you guys are reacting to Windar. <laughs> he does that, and you're like, "Oh crap! We should get ready for battle." Um, I use cutting words as like I'm about to open my mouth and blow some lightning into his face. Okay. I say, "Whoa." And just open, and yeah, it's it. Opens his mouth, and a, like a ball of lightning starts focusing into his mouth. Or in his mouth, he gets minus two to his Constitution saving roll. Okay, can you take that thing off of Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> this is hat. So, what do I have to beat? An eleven. We gotta find a way to buff your con. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I, yes, we do. We we know. Yes, that's yeah. what we want to do. <laughs> I forgot what I gotta check. Oh out. no! Oh, geez. the rice is gone. <laughs> How are we gonna eat? <laughs> Cables. Are uh, minus two. He rolls a uh, seventeen. Okay, Darn. he's gonna he's gonna take half damage. Oh, okay. Uh, gets five damage. That would've been good. No, been great. I'm surprised he doesn't do more than that. Yeah, so I was kind of nerfed. I gotta. I gotta see what level he gets an extra D6. It's probably level four. <laughs> oh my god, if it was if it was like that, I'd be upset. Every third level. Every, yeah, Damn it! I keep screwing up. Levels two, four, and six. So he stands up and says, Why have you come here? And then it's Orthmar's turn. You yeah, tell him. It's Orthmar's turn. You don't have to answer, but yeah. that's what he says. We've uh, we've been summoned to seal the cage that has been broken that holds the the monarch holds his power down. Okay, you're going to be saying all this while you do something. We've been sent by the mage. Yeah. So I'm actually going to run up just with my shield drawn. I'm not going to draw my rapier yet. Just because I don't want to seem too threatening. I do have my shield on my arm, though. And I'm just going to say, you know, we've been summoned here to save the seal from being broken and releasing the monarch's power. Okay. And you, and you do nothing? I do nothing. Okay. Actually, I want to reserve my action after... Hold, wait, hold my action, right? Until after he goes. Um, that being Korath. Okay, I'm gonna drop you down then in the initiative order. Like permanently? Yeah. Unless you give a very specific action to a very specific trigger, you can just you can just drop yourself down in the initiative order if you'd like. Okay. I if if Korath attacks, I'll attack. That's what I'm gonna do. Are you next to him? Am I next to him? Yeah. No, I he's, well, oh, he's he, taking he that four. Yeah, yeah, so I'm next to yeah, him. Yeah, he's large. Okay, so you're there ready to attack, and if Korath attacks, you will attack as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's Brimley's turn. Brimley's gonna move up to like, kind of to the back and left of Orthamar. I'm gonna cast Web. It can cover a 20 by 20 space, but I'm gonna cast it starting at the square that the Guardian is in, to the edge of the platform. So some of the web is just gonna fall off the side of the platform, which I'm cool with. Okay. 
So he has to make a dexterity saving throw at the start of his turn to see if he is stuck in it. Okay. Or what? On a failed save, he is restrained as long as it remains in the webs. Um, on a successful save, he breaks free and doesn't have to worry about being restrained. Okay. Cool. How long does that last, by the way? One hour. Sweet. It is Korath's turn. Uh, so Korath moves up and then through Brimley space and then diagonals. So he is on the, the space, uh, kind of, so there's, there's, there's five feet of space between me and Lorthamar's like areas. And then, so like Brimley still has a clear line of sight. Cool. And while he's moving, he uses a bonus action to, um, use magic weapon to, uh, kind of enchant his weapon. So it's, it, it has magical properties now. Okay. And then, um, he uh he takes he takes his posi- he takes he stops where he is and he puts the he puts the pommel of the pommel of his hammer down on the ground and he and he says uh, you shall not pay. just kidding <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> he uh, so he yeah he puts the he places he has both hands on his, on his maul and he places the pommel down and he's just kind of standing there and he says we were sent by the mage to secure this location to ensure that the monarch does not destroy all of a troon and all of the lands. Okay. It's Windar's turn. I hope I should just attack him. <laughs> kind of already let the cat out of the bag on that one. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you just took them apparently. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep rolling with it and be overly aggressive for no reason because he said he has to kill everything that walks in. So, I don't know if there's going to be reasoning with him. So, I'm going to use Dissonant Whispers as a level 2 spell. And he has to roll a wisdom save. 15. And his words are actually going to be cutting again. And he says pretty much the same thing. We were sent, we were sent by the mage. Holy crap. Oh, minus one. That was a waste. Do you have anything else like Bardic Inspiration that like boosts other people? Just wondering. Yeah. I mean just I mean just Bardic Inspiration. That's it. Okay. Oh, something else aside from Bardic Inspiration? Yeah, I do. I have Bardic, Bardic Inspiration. Just that. <laughs> just Bardic Inspiration. 18. Okay. Ah. 46. 12. 14. Seven damage. Seven damage. Yes. It is. His turn. So, Steve, I have to do what? Uh, dexterity saving throw. What do I have to beat? You gotta beat a 16. Am I supposed to roll with disadvantage? Not yet, because I'm not, not yet. restrained. It's the first turn, yeah. What am I rolling? So, uh, I fail. Nice! You're restrained. Damn it. He's restrained. He gets caught up in Good. webs. Even still, he says, the mage gave me Strict orders. Destroy all who enter this place. Knew it. And he, despite his restrained nature, takes both of his blade arms and just thrusts them forward to try to hit both Korath and Lorthamar. And I have to roll with disadvantage, correct, Steve? Correct. This is against Lorthamar. I miss. This is against... Or a 16? Miss. Cool. 
I, I get to re-roll against the decks at the beginning of every turn. Beginning of every turn. Cool. All right. So he lunges forward his blade arms and Lorthamar dodges out of the way. I'm going to say it twangs off of some of Korath's armor and neither of you suffer any harm. It is Lorthamar's turn. It's got a lot of twang in that sword. Twang. Oh, and by the way, when that happens, if there were words that would scroll on the screen, it would say something like boss fight. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because you feel in your bones, this is going to be the, like this is this dude, this thing is the, the scariest thing you've fought period. This thing is clearly a death machine made to protect this place and that it is going to take a whole season's worth of knowledge and experience and teamwork to subdue this being. So what you're saying is this is going to hurt. So what I'm saying, Jeremy is this is going to hurt. Whoa. Show! <laughs> oh again! I used to have an app for that on my phone. <laughs> All right, Lord Samar. I kind of like to do a two-parter in this sense. I want to try to use acrobatics to kind of like do like a duck and roll around him. Okay. Oh wait, no. There's webs there. No, I don't want to do that. There's web starting here, so you could come across like that way. You could actually just draw it. Because if you if you come along this I'm side not here, attached to this map, it's then you're okay. You want to draw it? Do you know where it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, draw it. Web so in theory, just question to you: If he's here, DM. If he's here and I'm here, we get like we're we're strategically surrounding him. Mm, here and here. Yes. I want to do something. It's going to be good. Uh, I want to use <laughs> just wait for acrobatics it. to try and roll over here without him hitting You're me. You're trying to say if you roll a good enough acrobatics check, will he not be able to take an attack of opportunity? Right. Roll me that acrobatics check. That is a 23. Move it over there. Shield. No, I was kidding. Don't, don't do that. Oh. Don't, do that. don't do that. I was kidding. Oh, come on. <laughs> All, right. All right. And then because that was my move, mm-hmm. I want to cast, I want to point at him and cast True Strike, which is a cantrip that I know. It's good stuff. And it uh, requires concentration up to one round. And I extend my hand, point a finger at a target in range, which is 30 feet. Mm-hmm. My magic grants me brief insight into the target's defenses, and on my next turn, I gain advantage on my first attack roll against the target, provided the spell has not ended. Can I meta a little bit? Go for it. You already have advantage on because he's restrained. I mean, it's it's a cantrip that I know. It's like yeah, it doesn't help. Oh, yeah. Do you have any other cantrips that are like even if it's like one d six or something like that? You want to press the digitation of? Do it. That'd be fun. Make him shiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I want to use this for one reason. Because he's made of metal. I'm assuming that. Like everything we've ever come against that's made of metal, I have not been able to attack because of my rapier, which is really frustrating. So I want to try to find a weak point in his defenses that I can hit. Okay. I just assumed that you were just going to say he's made of metal. Your rapier does nothing. And I want to try to find a weak spot 
because I need something to hit. So you're really using like true strike as like a tactical thing. I mean, I've like I literally brief inside the target's defenses. Yeah. So I will grant you this: use true strike instead of the advantage effect. The normal resistance or immunity or whatever he has against your weapon. Instead of the advantage, you can choose to overcome that resistance or that immunity. Would he still have advantage? Using true strike. Well, you would still have advantage <laughs> right. because of the web. But in, in another right. case where, you know, like, let's just say there wasn't a web so and like he did true strike, I would right. still give him the choice that instead of throwing advantage on it, if he has a feeling that this thing is going to have an immunity, he could still overcome it. Cool. Now, my question is, if I, if I assume this thing has immunity, it just, just says me, and would I have to use that in true strike every single time in order to defeat his, overcome his thing? Weaknesses? Yes. So I use true strike, and my rapier is out, ready to go. Next turn. Cool. Brimley's turn. All right. Um, so Brimley's seeing... A little flash of this battle, a little flash of his orb crackling with electricity, and he remembers that, you know, he saw this in that no worries period when he was just, like, picturing the future. He was like, oh, things are going to be real cool today. So he's going to use his other portent, which was an 18, which comes to an attack roll of 25. He's going to combine that with his destructive wrath as he throws a chromatic orb crackling with electricity to deal 40 damage. Cool. Cool. Damn. And that was a third level chromatic orb. Damn, cool. son. Where'd you find those? Where'd my pen go? <laughs> it's over there. Gracias. 40 damage. 40D. Because that's like your, an extraordinary attack, mm-hmm. describe it in an extraordinary manner. Okay. I'm picturing, like, the way he pictures it is very, like, from the Sherlock movie with Robert Downey, where it's like, yeah. he sees everything, and then he does it, and it's super awesome. So as he's, like, pulling out his... Well, his orb's already out, but he's, like, getting it, like, all, like, magical and stuff, and it's really, like, infusing itself with a whole lot of extra electricity, so it's, like, basically a ball, like, a ball of electricity in his hand anymore, like, at this point. Like, it's not just, like, it's crackling, it's, like, ball of lightning, and it shoots out and, like, glances off in a couple of different directions, but, like, the main bolt, like, hits this guy square in the chest and just, like, surrounds him with lightning. All right. Yeah. So he... Gets hit with wow. lots of energy. Yeah. All right. It is Korath's turn. Korath uh, is gonna just start swinging away. So attack number one. Who? Glanite's advantage. <laughs> one of the rolls was a one, and the other one is a twenty-six. That's going to hit. Thank goodness. <laughs> okay. Uh, so 2d6. So that is uh, that's, uh, 12 points of damage on that first one. What kind of damage? It's uh, ma- it's it. It would be bludgeoning, but it's it's magical. It's magical weapon damage because I enchanted my weapon. Okay. And then attack number two. Is 15, I mean 25. <laughs> That's gonna hit. <laughs> Those are two very different numbers. <laughs> Just a little bit. And that is 14 points of damage. All right. It is Windar's turn. 
Uh, Windar's gonna go into his little knapsack and pull out his bottle and just start rotating it kind of like what I'm doing with this little weird thing that's in my hands currently. And he's gonna start mumbling to himself. Glass, 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 And he's using Cloud of Daggers. So that's one action concentration for one minute. Five by five cube of daggers start materializing around our shiny friend, and these spinning daggers start like going around in a whirlwind as they're like as the daggers are actually spinning themselves. So it's like in orbit, and the daggers are going like. What kind of damage does that do? It is. Uh, My guess would be piercing. I think it's slashing. yeah. I think it's slashing honestly. The <coughs> magic slashing. Uh, Cloud of Daggers, it is slashing damage. Uh, when it enters the spell's area for the first time, or on it, or on a turn, it starts its turn there. Okay. And bef- before I and I move up in front of him. It. So once again, one of my creatures is caught in webs with daggers floating <laughs> around. I love it. That's and how we do it. And surrounded on three. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, actually, I'm technically not. I need to move forward a little bit. No, we're no. Good. Oh, we are? Yeah, yeah he's, he's in those good. two squares. So oh, it okay. is his turn. Deck save. With disadvantage. With disadvantage. Crit on both. 18. Darn. What happens to this cloud of daggers? Three. Plus one. Plus two. Plus four, so that was six of so ten damage. So these daggers are just kind of like, like Damage. Cutting it in the metal. It's scraping them. So which way is he breaking free? Because he has to break free. Into yes, he's going to... He turns into the daggers. No, he's going he's gonna to push past you guys, actually. Can he do that? Yep. So he's going to incur attacks. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Three, it's four attacks. Yep. Four. He's oh, because he moved. He moved. He pushed you out. Well, wow. he's gonna. He's gonna move to there. Here. Mm-hmm. When so, he pushes them. Are they going off? Um. We'll deal with that in a second. Uh, Windar. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, strength proficiency, right? Yep. Uh, eight, so twenty. Twenty. Yes. We'll hit. Yay. What are you using to hit, by the way? I'm using my Sword of Vengeance, and I, as I'm pulling out, I go, Wakey, wakey, it's time to come out. <laughs> Talking to uh, my boy Atreus. So, and I'm using two hands. Whoops. Sorry, I was on nine. Uh, 14 damage. Okay. And I go, Bruh! and, you know, hit him as he's going by, and again, scrape him. Screw up his sheen. Cora? 24. It's going to hit. We roll the two. Woo! Turn in twos to sixes. Okay, so that is a six, 16 points of damage. Damn, bro. Oh, because it's magic. How you fit? Because magic. magic. Well, I mean, the magic just yeah, it's plus one to my normal thing. You do a basic melee attack going against him. Five. <laughs> Miss. <laughs> uh, 23. 23 will hit. Oh, I feel bad now. I left out. You should. 
Because that's the definition of doing not doing something everyone else did. <laughs> not one of the cool kids. Peer pressure. Um, and this is with ignoring his resistances with the true, true strike. Correct. Oh, thank goodness. That's a <laughs> 12. Well, that was a one for us. That's what I thought. Then that's a one. <laughs> we all did solid damage. Yeah. 12, 14, and 16. So basically what happened is the blade, his blade arms just began to cut through the webs and the daggers kind of, you know, found places and, you know, he hasn't really taken any visible damage yet. Well, thought so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he, and he pushes through and you guys get these attacks on him. And fortunately, as he's, as he pushes past you, I'm going to have Brimley and Windar both make, I'll let you choose between a, constitu- a constitution to kind of like just stand your ground against him pushing you against you or a dexterity save oh, to yes. dodge out of the way. Um, oh, damn, bro. Um, I got a 19 on my deck save. Eight. All right. So Brimley is small, dodges out of the way. Windar gets, is going to get thrown. Whoa. And then one down this way like that because he's pushing past you and you get thrown and you land in this mud. Oh, the mud it's gross begins to kind of pull and suck you in oh. and you are restrained ah, crap. by the mud. Okay. Same kind of general rules as um, the webs. There's a little bit of quicksand in the middle of it. <laughs> a restrained creature speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Creature's attack rolls disadvantage. Creature, creature has disadvantage on dex saving throws. So you're going to have to beat a DC to be unrestrained in order to move. Okay. And that's it. He, as he lunges past you, throwing Windar off, brutally dodges out of the way, he comes to a stop, and instead of turning around, he does something like real cool, like every part of his body just kind of like flips backwards and his head just kind of like it doesn't like turn around it almost like it like disassembles <laughs> what Steve Thor. was pondering something he was just like and then I oh was yeah like, I guess yeah. shut up the destroyer <laughs> shut up <laughs> literally what we're fighting shut up its head instead of just turning around it like disassembles itself and then flips itself and it reconfigures and it's facing the first thing it sees. And it's going to move forward. I hate you. And... Rimbles dimples. Is going to make some... Some cuts. Take some cuts, son. Cut you. I'm going to use Wrath of the Storm as he attacks me. Sure. Got to make a deck save. I'm cut you up so bad. You're going to push it and cut you up so bad. He gets a 17. Damn. All right. I lied. He got a 16. Eight. Oh, wait. No, he still wins. So 16. So you get... Oh, two eights in a row. Uh, he takes eight damage of lightning, shoots eight? off my body. Eight yeah, total? Eight total. And up into him. Okay. He rolls a 29 against you. That'll, that'll yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Holy that'll mother. do big. Holy mother. That'll do. I can use some help. And bring his dead turn down. <laughs> he, no, he does uh, 14 damage against you. Oh, cool. And Slash. He's attack again. And he's going to attack again. Yeah. <laughs> He rolls another 29. You said 14, right? What? Yeah. 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 You're fine. You'll be all right. <laughs> ha! He does 17 damage against you. You're good. Wait. 
Yes. That's 17 damage against you. Wait. 40. <laughs> How much HP Wait. does he have left? Five. He's good. Cool. boy. It is Lorthamar's turn. All right. One, two, three, five. I'm going to step up in his face. And I had the time of my life. How low is the mud? So a foot or two down. Nope. So as I'm running here, mm-hmm. I kind of want to like dip down and take some mud. Okay. And I want to use a ranged attack to throw it in his face. To what end? I, I mean, I, I'm guessing he sees with his eyes. So I want to cover his eyes. He's a statue guardian. Okay. Uh, don't assume okay. this. Okay. Okay. Like what? Like. Okay. Okay. Do you sense us? So yeah, I want to throw it at his face. Sure. Rage attack. Does this count as like a makeshift weapon? Do I do damage with this? <laughs> yes. Nice. Can roll a one d four if it hits. Yeah, it's that's uh twenty six. That's gonna hit. Okay. Nice. You guys laughed at me, but I'm doing four damage to this thing. Would you call him blinded? Three damage. Okay. Do I have my proficiency? Okay. And it's Brimley's turn. You're saying he's resistant to mud damage? Would you call him blinded? Nope. Resistant to mud damage, really? I'm going to take the disengage action. serious stuff we're dealing with. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Move this way. I don't want to go there. I don't know if you want to. You took the disengage action, right? Yeah. That's me. Cool. Korath. Okay. Korath will then turn around, move to the spot where Brimley just was, and attack. Word. Well, oh, no. <laughs> that is uh, blah, 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 14. Miss. Yeah, had a feeling. Attack number two. Aren't you glad in Divine Smite? That hey. is a 24. Hey. That'll hit. <laughs> okay. That's a big difference. That's a very, that, those are very different numbers. <laughs> nice. Okay, so that is... 17 points of damage. Bada boom. Magic weapon bludgeoning damage. Bada 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 bada. Oh, math. I, 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 I'm the same way. <laughs> Holy moly. That was difficult. Okay, it's Windar's turn. Um, all right, I'm going to try and get out. <clears throat> now, all right, can I do a, like a move action and then do a spell or it has to be one or the other? Like the dexterity throw and then the Welcome. Sp- to Dungeons and Dragons, Craig. Hey. You're allowed to do a move action and an action on your turn. Well, I, no, I didn't know if the dexterity was going to count Oh, as you can, action. you can, no, you're just, you can roll the beginning of your turn to break free. Okay. And I'm rolling with disadvantage, right? Yes. Okay. Dexterity, I believe. I mean, on the first one that you rolled, you didn't roll with disadvantage. No. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. On the first roll for well, no, restrained. no, that was me rolling to see if I got restrained. So I he rolled is, one. He is Sorry, restrained. He, is, he, he fell in the mud, in therefore the mud. he yeah. is restrained. Right, okay. So uh, it's a it's a dex saving throw or just a straight up dex? Dex saving throw. Nine. Uh, you don't. I didn't think so. I'm able to move. All right, so I'm going to use uh, Dissonant Whispers as a level two. You take six points of damage. Holy crap. As you feel your legs kind of being squeezed in. By the muddy ooze below you. Yours is not good. Ow. Okay. And I'm still going to use Dissonant Whispers. Uh, The Cloud of Daggers ends because I'm using a second concentration spell. Okay. 
And yeah, he has to roll. Ooh, he has to roll a 15 or better for a wisdom save. I keep throwing my pencil. How much or better? Dice. 15 or better. Uh, I got a 13. Wee! 4d6. Give me some sixes. Uh, what kind of damage is that? Uh, psychic. Okay. 13 damage. And he says, oh my goodness gracious. I just wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact, guys. He didn't really write it down. He just wrote a 13 in the air. Fun fact, guys. He's a robot. Damn it. So I say, this quicksand is faster than you, even though he didn't get hurt at all. All right. <laughs> it is dummy. his turn. He finds himself, this oh, that's machine good. man, finds himself in the same situation that he was a second ago. He had Korath and Lorthamar in front of him. And so he does what he intended to do before, which is that he lunges his blades forward to try to impale them. First one's going to go to Korath. 26. That is going to hit. Second one's going to go to Lorthamar. 24. This is the first time I've ever hit Lorthamar in this podcast. That's not true. That, can't be. that is not <laughs> true. I think I can count on one hand the number of times I've hit Lorthamar in this podcast. That's more true. That's probably true. <laughs> this is for Korath. I think it's about four or five. I think you need all your fingers and toes to count the amount of times you've knocked Brimley in. Cora takes 21 points of damage. Holy How wow. 21. Damn. Lorthamar. Wow. <laughs> Lorthamar takes 15 okay. points of damage. Okay. This robot don't mess around. No. Stab, stab. Stab, stab. He catches both of them in their shoulders and they get cut a little and they're like, ah! <laughs> now it's Lorthamar's turn. All right, well... I'm going to use. Uh, I'm just. I guess I'm going to use burning hands. Why not? Burning attack. That's what I got. Uh, so that is a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Gets me to 14. I don't. Wow. I don't be that. All right. That's 3d6. Mm. 15 Ooh. damage. 15 damage. Burning hands essentially just like breath weapon. It's similar. Similar. Yeah, but it's hands. Just hands. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Brimley's turn. All right. Uh, Brimley's going to cast haste on Korath, which grants him plus two to AC. His speed is doubled. He has advantage on deck saving throws, and he gains an additional action on each of its turns. Wow. When the spell ends, he can't move or take actions until the next turn after that. But the duration is one minute, so he's got ten turns of beast mode. So, uh, does that mean? Because I like I have attack twice, but does that mean I attack four times? I can attack four times. No, no. you get one extra. Just attack. one, one, one extra, extra attack. attack. Okay, cool. Get three attacks each turn. It is I'm, funny enough. It's Korath's turn. Okay, use that magic weapon. So, like Korath, just like all of a sudden, like his, like because his hammer was glowing, like, and then all of a sudden he just completely starts glowing, and he's just like. But it looks not like his own magic. So he looks around and he sees he sees Brimley doing stuff the magic with, stuff with making magic hands. I also picture it's like you see the world moving slightly slower. Yeah, it's kind of. Oh, OK. Like, yeah. Like kind of like. Flash. And that also and that also happens. And so almost like <laughs> you'd, you'd even be like a little blurry because you're actually like, yeah, you're, you're just moving, moving slightly fast. faster. OK, so, uh, yeah, Korath is going to uh, attack once. 
That is uh, 20, oh, 24. Gonna hit. 16 points of damage. Attack number two. That is 25. Wait, how much damage? 16. 16. The second one was 25, just so you know. Like, the second uh, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then the second one is 12 points of damage. And then attack number, bonus attack. Woo! Oh, oh, is uh, 24 again. Gonna hit. Nice! Woo! Making a count! Seriously, man. And then re-roll that. Okay, not the worst. Uh, 12 again. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's quest. So. Turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Korath, feel this rush, and it says that the world is moving slower. Hell yeah. And you strike, and you strike. And I imagine that the last strike, you kind of just take your hammer and you just thrust it up into his head. And when you, the hammer hits his head, his head actually shatters. And his whole body staggers back, and his arms falls off, and his arm falls off. And he drops to his knees, and then his whole body just begins to disassemble itself. But hanging in midair is a yellow crystal about the size of a grapefruit. And it's, it just hangs in the air. Rumi's going to shout, grab it! I grab it. It's not your turn. 